Hi everyone, you're listening to the Solely Human Podcast. My name is Jasmine Naomi. I'm your host and the dope original music that you just listened to is by Nathan Salau. Just a trigger warning guys, I am going to be touching on the topic of trauma today. Here on the Solely Human Podcast, we will continue to talk about things that are just ongoing topics of discussion when it comes to mental health and just human things that I think we all experience at one point or another Um, and at the heart of it all being self-worth and self-love. So a little about me, my bachelor's and my master's are both in social work. So I am a social worker. Woo! Shout out to my social workers. Uh, You're doing a great job. Okay, you're doing a great job. I know you're tired, but you're doing great. Right now, I'm working as a clinical therapist. So I'm providing therapy to adults in the forensic population. All of my clients have uh, been to prison or jail or are in a program where they receive mental health services uh, instead of doing time because they're criminal acts have been attributed to their mental illness. I work a lot with co-occurring disorders, meaning that they have a mental illness in addition to issues with substance abuse. I also work a lot with the homeless population because as you can imagine, coming out of jail or coming out of prison, you're starting over, right? Usually you're starting over. Some of my clients have a good support system, but I would say that a lot of them don't. And so you're starting over even when it comes to the basics of housing and trying to have some type of income for food. The reason I wanted to work with this population is because of what I would say is one of my core beliefs. Is that the right term? Yeah, something that I believe in. Yeah, core beliefs. Being that we are not just prone to be bad people or do bad things or hurt others with, you know, malicious intent. I just don't feel that way. So this population, I feel like a lot of people have trouble empathizing with, which I totally get, right? I mean, my clients have charges and convictions on a small scale and a big scale. So anything from stealing to arson and assault with a deadly weapon. And some of my clients are also on the registry, you know, as sex offenders. And so I can understand a thousand percent why people, when you think about criminals and people that have committed a crime and that are now adjusting back into society, the initial thing is safety, right? I firmly believe that Everything we do, there's a reason for it. And so when I think about people doing these things and hurting others, my question is why? But more so, but aside from just why, because I'm sure all of my clients could give you a reason, how did they get to that why? How did they get to that reason or rationale? All of my clients, I have yet to have one that has told me otherwise, have expressed either through their mental health assessment that I have to do initially when they start at the clinic 
or over time in therapy, they've all expressed experiencing trauma at some point in their life. And usually, guys, it starts pretty young. Prior to working with this vulnerable population, I was working with another vulnerable population being intensive foster care. So my kids at the time, ages 5 to 18, were considered high-risk foster kids because they had either been stepped down from a short-term residential treatment program or they had been hospitalized a certain amount of times or they had been removed from a foster home a certain amount of times. So they were status of high-risk due to uh, different criteria that they had to meet. It's crazy, guys, to have worked with foster kids, which I loved doing and we'll do an episode on later, and to work with adults now because a lot of my adults right now were my foster kids. They experienced a lot of the things that my foster kids were currently experiencing at the time or that my foster kids had experienced growing up, again, being trauma. In 1995 to 1997, there was a study done called ACEs. It stands for Adverse Childhood Events. The study was done by Kaiser. This study was looking for the impact of these adverse childhood events on one's health, physical, social, emotional, later in life. The adverse childhood events that this study looked at were the following. Physical abuse, sexual abuse, emotional abuse, physical and emotional neglect, exposure to domestic violence, exposure to substance abuse, having someone at home with mental illness, parental separation or divorce, and having a family member, sorry, a house member incarcerated. So the study looked at these things and the consumer would fill it out and based on the number of ACEs that they said they had experienced, the higher the number, the more prone the consumer was to a series of health issues. Specifically, they linked ACEs to an increased risk of developing chronic diseases, behavioral challenges, obesity, autoimmune diseases, and depression and alcoholism. So this is an intervention tool that's used sometimes, but it just shows how much of an impact your upbringing can have on your present and future self. A lot of my clients, sometimes I won't look at what their charge was, um, which I have been told this is now a safety issue, so I need to be looking at it prior to seeing them, which makes sense. But I won't look at it prior to meeting with them, and the only difference between me and them is that I grew up in a safe environment. I grew up with all of my basic needs being met and more. Because truly, how we grow up and where we grow up Our development, as these things are happening, these traumatic events that happen, they stunt your development and they impact you. And this study shows us that. And just in general, I'm sure even you guys, like the things you do or the way you are in certain circumstances, you can attribute to things that you've experienced previously, whether it was uh, living with a specific family member or 
having been in a relationship with that one person. And here's the thing, guys. It's a cycle. Odds are, if you have experienced these traumatic events or any traumatic event or in general, the way you have grown up or the way you have learned to approach life, you will pass that down to your children. And your children would probably pass that down to their children. And then we have generational trauma. Let's say you grew up in a home with a safe environment, all of your, both your parents present, your parents or your caregivers, because really I should stop saying parents, be caregivers. Caregivers is the right term. Uh, Some of us were raised by our grandparents, some of us by foster parents, some of us by uncles and aunts, some of us by family friends. So let me rephrase. Even if you had the basics of a safe environment to grow up in, that doesn't mean that your caregivers were aware of maybe their own trauma or how their own upbringing had molded their parenting style. Simple things like validation and praise and active listening and talking about feelings. Not having those things can mess you up too later. And I say mess you up, you know what I mean. I have my own stuff. We all have our own stuff. That's the whole point of this podcast, that we're all solely human and we all have stuff. Becoming aware of that stuff and trying to grow through those things is hard. It's hard and it takes a long time. When I listen to my clients in session talk about their past, their history, it kind of just makes sense to me. And that might sound bad, but it makes sense to me that some of these humans have undergone so much hurt and so much pain just to come into adulthood, not knowing the basics of relationships, communication, boundaries, impulse control, and just understanding themselves, like understanding their own emotions and being able to make decisions based on thinking instead of emotions. And this is just barely scratching the surface, guys, but I'm trying to paint a picture because a little empathy goes a long way. It really does. And it just makes sense to me because to have gone through so much and to be expected that you come out just great, super great, you know, ready to make healthy decisions and live a healthy life after you have never grown up with either of those things for yourself or as an example to you. It makes sense. And so I have a lot of compassion for them. My hope is that as community, we talk about these things because unfortunately, it's just not always an open topic of discussion. With my foster kids at the time, educating them on the fact that the things that they had experienced previously or then at that time, that they are not crazy for feeling the feelings they have or doing the things that they're doing and trying to correct some of those things. But in the process, making sure that they know that they are still worthy of love and respect and empathy from themselves and from others. Same for my adults now. I have spent maybe the past year doing a lot of focus on my internal self when it comes to self-worth. And I did not realize 
how much understanding your self-worth impacts your day-to-day with friends, with family, with how you treat yourself and with how you talk to yourself and therefore with the things that you do. As humans, we are multidimensional. There are so many different parts to us. As time goes on, we continue to grow through these different parts of us. Today, I spoke a lot more just on trauma and mental health and what I do for work, but the focus in all of these episodes will be about how as humans, we are worthy of love and respect and empathy. My hope for you this week is that you remember that you are solely human and others are solely human. And so you practice and speak in love and empathy. Thank you guys so much for listening. I appreciate you all. Episodes will be released every Monday morning. And I hope you guys have a great week.